0: Hey, welcome to Maz and Friends. And uh, this is Jess Monticello sitting in for my friend, Tom Mazaway, with some other friends today. Uh, Sitting here with my best friend, my son, Joey Monticello. Welcome, son. Uh, You know, Maz isn't here. I'm not used to doing this. I don't know what the program is. So another friend is here who knows the program and sits in with Maz a lot. Yep, Ethan Perlman. How you doing, Ethan? We call him Ethan. Still call you the Stat Man because Ethan
1: knows all the stats, and I, and I appreciate it. Uh, my my friends at college will slightly disagree, but <laughs> I I agree with that statement.
0: Uh, happy to have you here. I'm happy to be here. It was nice that uh, nice that Maz uh, asked me to fill in. Uh, hope everybody's fine at home. And everybody's trying to be especially careful. If there's anybody with sniffles or, or a cough or anything, everybody's trying to stay away from each other. And I think that's Maz's program, and uh, we appreciate that. He doesn't want to get us sick, though he's feeling okay from what I understand, and I hope, I hope he stays that way. Well, hey, uh, uh, thankful that uh, Maz and Friends is uh, being sponsored today by Warren RV Storage. And uh, they're located, uh, obviously, I think that if they're on the north side, they'd be in Sterling Heights. On the south side, they'd be in Warren. So they must be on the south side. They're in Warren uh, off of 14-mile between Van Dyke and Mound. Great place to store your RV, your trailer. They have a a number, I mean, a lot of spaces there. It's a very secure place. Uh, You can get there 24 hours a day through uh, their automatic gate, and it's well-lighted. Great parking area. Uh, I don't think you could do better. And I know a lot of people out there are looking for places to store their stuff this time of year because last night we got a little bit of that white stuff on the ground. Hey, give them a call, 586-977-2770. That's Warren RV Storage. Uh, We're brought to you today by them, and they are sponsoring the studio. So this is the Warren RV Studio. Uh, we're in RV Storage Studio, Five eight six right. We're missing Maz,
1: but Maz has set us up with some great guests today. He has, and our first one to talk Michigan football and whether we should expect more or less from them is Anthony Broom from Mason & Brew. Anthony, how are you doing? I'm
2: doing great. I feel like... Have- I feel like the only time I'm ever out with you guys is when something bad happens to Michigan. So, uh, but glad to be back and I'm glad that uh, you'll have me.
0: Hey, uh, uh, it, it isn't that anything bad has happened to Michigan. It's it's like a job I once had. Somebody asked me why I took the job with a, with this failing company, and I told them, "Isn't it great? We have nowhere to go but up." <laughs> so uh, let's look at the bright side. And I think I think what's coming up for Michigan is at least some possibilities, right? Rutgers hasn't had a great
1: season, but they did beat Michigan State, I believe. They did beat Michigan State, who beat Michigan. So Rutgers has already technically beat Michigan, right? Yeah, it
0: doesn't work like that.
1: But looking ahead, yeah, Michigan plays Rutgers this weekend. Anthony, I have not seen a line for this game yet. Is Michigan favored, and if so, by how much? Uh,
2: They are favored. I believe the line is nine up to 9.5 at this point. I, again, Michigan lines. you can always take them with a grain of salt because there's a lot of uh, wealthy Michigan alums out there to like to, to hammer the program on the, on the gambling line. So um, they are favored. Again, Rutgers is, I mean, Rutgers is terrible. Um, they, again, you said they have some winnable games coming up. Penn State next week is 0-4. Uh, it's not great. Things aren't great right now. Um, they are favored. Again, uh, things aren't things aren't good, but like I said, it's an opportunity to get a win. And I'll put it this way: if you if you bottom out even more and lose to Rutgers, there's there's going to be even bigger problems around there.
0: Well, uh, Anthony, uh, you know, I, I I watched a little bit of uh, Jim Harbaugh's uh, presser, and uh, the question that seemed to be the one that was most Kind of you could see it in his eyes that is there going to be competition between the quarterbacks, and uh, you know I, I don't know you have a lot to choose from between the two. what do you think
2: yeah i mean there's the, the quarterback competition has been opened back up. It'll be Joe Milton, who had a great first week, and since then has kind of progressively gotten um, we'll call it what it is progressively gotten worse. And the guy you opened up now to is Caden uh, McNamara, who is also another four-star recruit. Again, recruiting rankings, not always the, the gospel truth, for what you can what you can expect from uh, your quarterback. But, um, yeah, it's one of those things where you're going to have a competition this week, and if you can't get the job done against a Rutgers team that is bad, um, I think it's just another mark on, on what has been – the total total crap season so far. I I don't know how else to put it or to sugarcoat it. Um, quarterback competition is open and we'll see who starts with them on Saturday. I'd have to think it might at this point if you're opening a competition, I'd have to think it probably favors McNamara starting on Saturday. But again it's gonna depend on what happens during these practices this week.
1: So we, we talk about we just talked about, you know, Joe Milton versus Cade McNamara. Michigan has always been known as a school that, you know, you're going to get hopefully a four- or five-star recruit at quarterback. Jim Harbaugh, when he was brought in, his whole philosophy was, you know, if he gets the right quarterback, he puts them in the right system, Michigan should take off offensively. Throughout Harbaugh's years uh, so far at Michigan, we have not seen that. I know that they have five-star recruit J.J. McCarthy um, set for this incoming class, Will he make a difference? Will Harbaugh even be there next year to see if he can make a difference? Because right now I I have a lot of people saying, well, Don Brown, they're giving up so many points, so many yards, but the offense isn't doing enough to even stay within the game. Um, So first question is, do you think uh, Michigan has a better chance next year with J.J. McCarthy, or or is Jim Harbaugh's offense just too bad? He needs to go bring in somebody else to work with this offensive unit.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that you know JJ McCarthy. Just to start with him, uh, I think that he is he will recruiting rankings wise and just film wise. Period. Uh, He he looks like the most college ready recruit that uh, Jim Harbaugh will have brought in. Again, we've seen we've seen what that means so far uh, in terms of the ability to develop quarterbacks. It's it's been six years here. Um, I, I do think Jim Harbaugh will be back next year. Really, I mean, I think the reason that Michigan's offense has struggled so much and, listen, I, I know the defense is an issue, obviously, but, you know, in the year 2020 when college football and really football in general is is pretty geared heavily towards offense now, to only be able to score, you know, 11 points and then 21 points against Indiana, 24 points against Michigan State, that's not good enough. And And a lot of those problems to me go back to, you know, an inability to run the football. Um, you know, last week they were in such a hole early against Wisconsin. Again, this goes back to the quarterback position. Two interceptions on the first two drives of the game, like you, you're you just setting yourself up to fail. So um, McCarthy, you know, was, was in Ann Arbor with recruits over the weekend. He seems as if he's 100% going to stick this out. Really seemingly regardless of if Jim Harbaugh is here or not, um, and I'd have to think at this point, anyone who's, you know, this isn't, it's not 1995 where, you know, your your freshman quarterback comes in and he needs a couple years to develop. Anyone who can play and who's ready to play for next year uh, should be in the running for the battle. And I'd have to, you know, unless Cade McNamara upends Joe Milton or, or Milton busts out of the slump that he's been in, I'd have to think that McCarthy will have as good a shot as anyone of you know, making an impact, you know, as early as his first year. So we'll see what happens. We don't know who's going to be here. We don't know who will be coaching him, if he'll have a different offensive coordinator, if he'll have a different head coach. But, again, it's just, like I said, everything right now is geared toward setting them up to win next year because it's not happening this year.
1: And, and you bring up an interesting point with J.J. McCarthy being in town this past weekend for that game. Um I I really wonder, because I, I understand recruits are still able to visit the campus. They're not really allowed to visit with the coaching staffs as official recruiting visits right now. But these performances against Indiana, Michigan State, Wisconsin, how is this affecting Michigan's ability to recruit the top players in the country and in the state? Michigan has lost out on so many top talent in the state of Michigan to... Schools in Ohio, schools in Florida, Alabama, down south, just in general. What does Michigan have to do so they're not losing this top talent that's in their own backyard?
2: Yeah, I mean you got to take the easiest remedy to securing the state border, so to speak, is to win games. Uh, that's first and foremost. If you want to keep, you know, a four-star guy, a five-star guy from being poached uh, by Ohio State, by an SEC school. You have to take care of business on your own. And, you know, Michigan's still done okay there. Um, There's some guys they've missed out on that that certainly hurt. Um, You know, as it pertains to what's going on currently and how this – I think that the effect that what a bad football team this year has on recruits um, is probably not as big as people would think it is. Because think about it this way. So you're Michigan, you have – you know one of the worst pass defenses in college football. Your pitch to any any top cornerback prospect right now is that you're going to get to you're going to come in here and you're going to have a chance to play right away. And uh, so I think from that standpoint, and that's the case at you know other positions too. But I think that the message to a lot of these recruits and, and how a lot of these recruits probably feel, and this isn't to say that it's not going to affect them because there are some battles coming up that will certainly. Could certainly probably be decided by, you know, what the trajectory of this program has been. It has been going down uh, the last couple of seasons, uh, but I think at the end of the day, these guys are thinking, "Hey, listen, I am going to come in here. I have a chance to play. I have a chance to come in and be part of the solution." So, unless there's some kind of massive, um, you know, coaching change that happens, which is possible, who, who knows? 2020, anything can happen. I think that. I don't think that the, the battles or, or the recruits that – I don't think it's as much of a concern about losing recruits as maybe people on social media might think it is.
0: Well, Anthony, um, I, I think that's a, a great point. If I'm, if I'm a, a high school senior and I'm making a decision on where to go and, there are, and I'm a quarterback, even if I'm McCarthy, you have three really good quarterbacks in front of me, i'm I'm thinking I want to go someplace where i'm going to get to play and uh uh i think that will, that 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 could be in some form of benefit Michigan still has the reputation you know i I know somebody that 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 was uh given a, a scholarship to northwestern knew he was going to get to play but when Michigan came along and offered him the ability to make the team he went to Michigan and he did get to play there but uh I think he would have played a lot more at Northwestern. So it's, uh, you know, I, I, t- to me, I want to play. And I think, that's a, I think that's a, that could be a recruiting tool. Hey, man, we need a quarterback, and we think you're the
1: guy. And, and I agree that that definitely is a recruiting tool. The only thing that I, I unfortunately feel for Michigan right now is you look around the country, and they always, you know, say, you know, you have QBU, and right now QBU is Oklahoma. You look at the NFL, you got um, Baker Mayfield, you have Jalen Hurts, you have Kyler Murray, you think defensive back universities, Ohio State, LSU, Alabama, you think wide receiving universities, you think Alabama, you think Ohio State, LSU again, Texas, Oklahoma. I the only thing that I think is going against Michigan is they are putting out talent eventually into the NFL. But As a recruiting tool, a lot of these coaches are now using, look at the NFL. If that's what your goal is, look at these players that we've produced. Michigan right now has, aside from Tom Brady, who that's already, what, 20 years ago, aside from Tom Brady, I don't see three or four players from the University of Michigan that their coaches can point to and say, hey, we developed that. Do you want to be the next so-and-so? because you can't do that. You don't have that track record, and I think that's what's going against Michigan in a lot of these recruiting battles.
0: Hey, uh, this is uh, The Wrap with Maz and Friends uh, coming to you from NRM Streamcast uh, and brought to you from the Warren RV Storage Studio. Uh, that's warrenrvstorage.com. Hey, uh, Anthony, we're, we're, we're happy to have you today. Give us some good news about Michigan. Tell us Tell us, uh, you know, I'm looking at the the rest of the schedule. I think they could end up four and four. Tell me, tell me, tell me, I'm right, please. It's possible, Um, and I think that again, this will make some Michigan fans
2: or people make their skin crawl, dang it. But I think Urban Meyer was right this week when he kind of said, if if this team, I mean, there's talent. Like, but we've seen a lot of these guys play. We've, you know, we've been hearing about a lot of these guys for years. Like These guys are talented. Now, they're not being put in very good positions to succeed, but I thought something that Urban Meyer this week said stuck out to me in that you know, this is one of those teams where if you go back to basics and, and you harp on fundamentals and you coach fundamentals and you just improve the fundamentals of the game, I mean, you, you watch these games and, and there's, there's so many um, linchpin, you know, fundamental things that they're just not doing very well. And it's almost like you just clean up a couple of mistakes here and there, execute here and there. And I know that's coach speak and things that people roll their eyes at, but if they can get back to just playing somewhat of a semblance of fundamentally sound football, they're going to win some games here down the stretch. Um, you know, I know Minnesota's bad, but Michi- Michigan did just about everything well in that game. And, and since then, since they got punched in the mouth by Michigan State and tasted a little bit of their own blood, it seems like there's a tentativeness or a lack of confidence there. And, you know, if there is a switch that can be flipped there, um, just in terms of getting back to basics and just doing your job one play at a time, yeah, they could win some games here coming up. Um, if you're looking for other mis- positive Michigan news, basketball just signed the number one class in the country, and <laughs> uh, the hockey team has what appears to be, um, you know, a historically great uh, recruiting class, Uh Playing on the ice right now as well, so um, I'm kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel for pu- football positives. But uh, if you're someone who needs a distraction from that, there are other good things going on there too.
0: Well, that's uh, where we're at right now, and it's it's unfortunate that the baseball season got canceled because it look because it looked like that team was going to be very good this year,
1: for sure. And and I I want to kind of go back to what we just said about how Michigan finishes finishes up these last four games because if if they do you know are able to go back to the basics in some aspects and they really need to on defense especially in the defensive back units and it's what the announcers say that you know it makes it so obvious once again is Michigan has always been a defensive back unit that plays aggressive they want to get up on you they want to you know go hand to hand with you and as we saw against Michigan State and I loved it. The announcers were kept saying, after a few of these deep passes by Lombardi, why not keep throwing it deep? Your guy may not catch it, but Michigan keeps getting flagged. And that's what teams, when they're scouting you, are looking at. And I, I kind of worry now, not so much for the Rutgers game, but Penn State, Maryland, OSU. Both have, all three of them have quarterbacks who can throw it deep. All three of these schools have wide receivers who can... You know, run that fly route and get by a defensive back with ease. If you're Michigan, do you have to change up that defensive back scheme so that you're not getting penalized? They are averaging 73 yards of penalties per game, and more than half of that is on the defensive side. And if you're Michigan, you can't overlook Maryland. You can't overlook Penn State. Yeah, both teams are not having exceptional seasons, but Penn State's still got a stellar defense. Um, Their quarterback's got to figure it out. It doesn't help that Journey Brown is now done with his football career with a heart condition. But if you struggle against OSU and Maryland, I don't even want to imagine what the score is going to be against OSU. As people are saying, and I'm an OSU fan, Ryan Day is playing with a, is play calling with a hand tied behind his back. I don't think we've seen the best out of that OSU team, and it scares me if you're Michigan You've already lost to Wisconsin 45 to 11. What are this what is this OSU Michigan score going to be?
0: Well oh, by the way, Jim Harbaugh's uh, record against Ohio State, oh yeah, he's got Donut. zero and five. Yeah. so far. I don't see that as a win this year, so that's zero and six. I think they've got a chance against against the other three teams they're going to play this year. You know, Rutgers is better, but they're not great. Penn State has been awful. And, you know, Maryland is better than they have been in the past. And, of course,
1: it's a tug of Iola that is leading
0: Maryland. Well, it's, you know, I I think one of the differences is the big house is empty. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and I agree that fans do play an aspect in it. Watching, for example, Penn State's home game against OSU, that's typically a whiteout game. There was nobody in the stands, and that does make a difference. Um but even when it comes to the, the, the crowd noise, the fans, the atmosphere, I I a lot of people have said playing at the big house is not as intimidating as it once was. Playing at Penn State, playing at Ohio State, playing at Iowa are far bigger um, obstacles now than playing at the big house. I don't think teams and players are as affected by playing at the big house.
0: Well, this— the. Having this kind of shortened, strange season, maybe most of the teams get a pass this year. But if we're back to normalcy next year, uh, Michigan's got to be better. And if they're not, I don't think Harbaugh will be around after next season.
2: I think um, part of it was, like you were saying, no one's afraid of Michigan right now. I remember a few years ago when Verlander, like he had the one game, he gave up three home runs in an inning. And we were all thinking, what, what's wrong with this guy? He, he used to strike fear in people, and he wasn't. And I think that's part of the problem because you can go anywhere, but if you're not afraid of him, the environment's not going to have any sort
0: of impact on you. Yeah, it's, I think it's that way in sports. There, the, the other team maybe doesn't fear you but has great respect for you. It changes the way they play. And I don't think Michigan gets the respect they once did. I, I happened to be at a restaurant – a night or so ago, and on uh, on uh, Fox Sports, they were playing the Michigan season where they went to the Rose Bowl and won. And they were showing, you know, Bo Schembeckler and they were. Sho- I mean, those guys had swagger, mm-hmm. and and they were. there, you could see the hits were different. I, I I don't know I don't know how to explain it. It was a different era, and everybody. I don't want to say feared Michigan, but there was great respect for them during that era. And, and there was still great respect for Ohio State then, too. I mean, Woody Hayes being in... It was it was a different time. And, it, it and is, it, I agree with you
1: 100% now. on that. But the thing Michigan hasn't done, and the thing Harbaugh was brought in to do is to win a Big Ten championship first and foremost. Like That is the first thing you have to do before you can even think about winning a national championship. I think it has now been... If I remember correctly, almost 20 seasons since the University of Michigan has won a Big 10 championship in football. Mm. And I mean a solo, not a not a co-champion, but a solo championship. And if you're Michigan, yeah, you got all these accolades in football, you have all that rich history right now these last 10-15 seasons you you don't deserve the the honor that you once did. Get get back to get back to fighting for a Big Ten, Big Ten championship every year. And for a few years, you know, it came down to that final game, Michigan, Ohio State. Who's gonna win it? And for some odd reason you get to that game, and yes, you can say it's talent or it's the coach or it's this or that. In my opinion, it's hard. When I watch the Michigan Ohio State game, I see Ohio State going out there, they're fired up, they're ready to hit anything and anybody. And Michigan, I don't see that same fire, and yeah, it's disappointing. I think you're right,
0: Anthony. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, where where can we read your stuff, Anthony? Give us your addresses. <laughs> well, you can uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Anthony T Broom.
2: Follow the website uh, at brew dot com. Um, we do our podcast a couple times a week. Uh, you can get that wherever you get your shows Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. Um, so yeah, that's. Uh, that's the basic details. So I appreciate your your time today, and um, one day maybe I'll be on here to talk
0: something a little more cheery. Yeah, we'd love to get you in the studio to do that, too. Hey, thanks for joining us. Uh, I know uh, it, it's uh, it's difficult with the Maz man gone because uh, he's such a great host, but we really appreciate your being with us. Thanks, Joey, and uh, thanks, Ethan. Thanks, uh, Kelsey and David. Uh, it's is Jess Monticello for the wrap with Maz and Friends saying,